Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. The telehealth revolution is transforming how we access healthcare. But how do you evaluate new online health services and avoid getting ripped off? Today, we have Dr. Carrie Masudo, a board-certified physician with over 13 years of clinical experience. She's here to share the insider tips for researching telehealth companies, understanding exactly what you're paying for, and advocating for yourself to find the care that you genuinely need. And Dr. Masudo is uniquely positioned to discuss this topic because she brings a wealth of knowledge from leading medical teams at top digital health startups that all of you have heard of. This conversation will empower you to make smart healthcare choices in this brave new world of telehealth. But before we get started, I want to send a shout out to JF Bloom 22 for leaving this great review in the Apple Podcast app. It's titled Get Healthy. This podcast is gold. I can't believe I get to listen to this for free. Improve the health of all areas of your life with Eric and his incredible guest. Thank you so much for these kind words, as this is the type of rocket fuel that keeps our team going. All right, now let's dig into our conversation with Dr. Masudo. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Carrie, we are in a new age of telehealth. You know, before COVID, you typically had to go in and see a doctor. And there was some of this stuff that was happening where you could do telehealth. Now it's everywhere. You may not ever go see a doctor for most things now. My doctor, my primary care physician, I text him through a secure channel. He'll evaluate and then we come in or not. And I love it, actually. It probably saves a lot of money and time and headache and resources and makes everybody more efficient. But how do you evaluate these offerings now if they're legit, if they're not legit, if they're what you're really looking for? It's very confusing. And that's why I'm so excited to have you talk about this today. I think that it is absolutely wonderful that we have digital health now accessible to so many people and so much in the digital health world, which digital health is really what we're calling what you probably think of as telehealth, right? But we're not just using a telephone. It's video, it's messaging, it's apps. There's all kinds of digital product that goes into healthcare. So that's why you'll hear a lot of this called digital health. So in the digital health space, what has come out in the last few years is that there is a lot of money in healthcare and in wellness. And so there have been many more companies popping up that have investments and backers supporting them and launching very quickly. And something that's really different about launching a digital health company than the old brick and mortar where you go see your local doctor is that we can scale nationally and very quickly. But there's some problems that can come with that. And I want people to start to do their same due diligence that you would do if you were investing in a new financial company that pops up. You want to do your same due diligence at these new medical companies that are popping up. And there's a couple really simple things. It only takes you a few minutes to take a look at this. But when you are evaluating these healthcare companies, the first thing I want you to do, it may seem silly, but I want you to read every single thing that is on their website. And that is because websites are designed by marketers, by people that have degrees in design and user interfaces to get you onto their sales page and to get you to buy a product because these businesses are looking to make money. And that's okay. 
But there are things from the medical standpoint that they have to tell you about that they're not going to put front and center on their sales page. It might be hidden in an FAQ three pages deep. It might be hidden in a link in the footer of the website that you need to go through and look at. And so taking a few minutes to read everything about what is being offered and then let your intuition and spidey sense kind of pop up. If you see a lot of hyperbolic marketing of the best, unlimited, guaranteed results, all of these kinds of phrases that don't mean a whole lot in the medical sense. And you start to go like, what am I actually getting out of this? And can you guarantee all of these things that you're saying that you can offer? And so just starting to look at this from the lens of this is a sales page and they are trying to sell me a product and go a little bit deeper, um, have that little bit of skepticism as I, I think a great place to start when you're looking at this. Healthy skepticism is always good. Yes. I think that people automatically are going to give healthcare companies kind of the benefit of the doubt almost because you assume best intent. And I love to assume best intent always. And I do so with all of these companies as well. I assume that their intention is to really, truly cure and help people. They also have a bottom line, and you need to look at what they're offering. One of the important things to recognize with any company that is a membership model, their goal is to have you be a customer for life. And so when you're looking at this, go ahead and ask the questions of what is the end goal here? Can I get off of this or am I locked in for life working with this organization? Are there things that I can only get from them if I continue to pay the membership fee? And that may be exactly what you need and the right thing for you. But I think a lot of people don't think about that when they're going in and signing up for a visit. You're not thinking about how much this is actually going to cost you over the next year. So just being aware that that's the goal of the business and whether that is an investment that you are willing to make long-term in this company. So those are a couple of things. Go ahead and Google the company. Make sure you're Googling it. Make sure you're looking at the Better Business Bureau website to see if there's any complaints. Look on Yelp and Google. Now, there's always going to be outliers, and we all know the absolute, like, this isn't the truth out there just based on these reviews, but you can start to see patterns. You can get a signal. Yeah, you can get a signal. A little hack that I recommend is actually going on Glassdoor and looking at what employees are saying about the company. Because this, you can start to get a sense of if there are any employees that are saying they're concerned about the care that's being delivered, that should be a red flag to you. Look at industry news. See if there's any articles that have been written about the company, recent layoffs in the last couple of years. Now, The pandemic, this has been very hard on a lot of companies. A lot have been going through layoffs recently. But are you seeing layoffs and advertisements at the same time? Because that's telling you that they have fewer employees, but they're still bringing in more patients. So you can ask, what is your guaranteed wait time for an appointment? What are you guaranteeing for how long it'll take to get a response from a doctor? You talk about unlimited messaging, but how long does it take me to get a response? 
you can ask these questions and even just the tone in the response that you get from their customer support team starts to give you a signal of what this relationship is going to be like because there are many companies now offering similar products and you need to find the one that is the right personality for you. They all all these companies have different personalities and approaches. And so you have to find the one that fits you and be okay walking away. I can guarantee you if one company out there does something, if there's not another one now, there will be soon <laughs> that's doing it as well that might be a better fit for you. It's not the last offer or the last company. Yeah, it's yeah. not the last. Nope. It's not. And so how you feel about who you're interacting with, that feeling is important and you should listen to that. Hmm. I think the thing about the terms is really important. Like what what are you going to get for your money? Are things going to escalate? Are you going to get a massive bill? All that stuff could really catch people off guard. Getting clarity on all this would make sense to me. It's just like anything else. You go into your doctor, is there a copay? Is there not a copay? Is there going to be a bill down the line? You're going to ask all this stuff, right? And they're probably going to be very upfront with you. In a digital world, it's a little bit easier to get away with, let's just say, less than truthful or less than upfront communication because there is not this human-to-human interaction where people are more willing to ask the hard questions when they walk into the office. I think also this idea about like, what are you actually going to get for your money? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the service? Yeah. I've had a number of heated conversations with uh, marketing professionals over this because what a marketing professional is going to want to put on there is everything that we do offer in the most like best case scenario. Could we potentially deliver on this? Because that's what is the most compelling, okay? Versus the, okay, what does it actually look like from a day-to-day? Who is this service not for? What are the guardrails on what our scope is? This is something that companies will sidestep a lot of, of they don't want to say that we're not for somebody and that we don't take care of these particular issues. Instead, they'll say they take care of one thing, whatever it is, and just kind of let you assume that everything related to that will be taken care of as well. But that's not always the case. You need to explicitly ask if you're looking for somebody to not just fill this prescription, but also give you a referral or act as your primary care provider or whatever other support you need you need to ask about that upfront because it may not be anywhere in on their website. And so again, see what kind of response that you get once you start asking questions. I think that that's well within your your right to do. Yeah, and you've you've sat at the intersection of this for some very big companies. And so I'm I'm actually I'm listening to this. I'm thinking these are conversations you have had to had legals involved, marketing's involved, you're a medical doctor. And now it's like, yeah, this is what we can do, but what can we say in marketing? And I understand both sides of the equation because if you don't make money, you don't have a company, but you always want to tell the truth. And that's really how you earn somebody's trust is you actually deliver on what you say you can deliver on. And there's no 100% guarantee with anything with medicine because there's so many confounding variables, right? You know, You don't know all the different surrounding things that could be happening. Anything else that you would leave folks with when it comes to this new world of digital health? I think the healthy skepticism, there's a lot of really good people. There's a lot of really good medical providers that are very excited to be able to deliver better care 
than has been traditionally available in the kind of old school brick and mortar seven minutes with their doctor model. There's so much good that's going to come out of this. But in any industry where there is an opportunity for making money, there is an opportunity to lose the core reason that we're doing this. And that is to help people get better and get better access to care. And the only way that we will be able to make sure that all the companies keep doing that is to advocate for yourself as a patient, recognize that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to get answers before you hand over your credit card. And there will be other people out there to help you if the one company you're talking to doesn't seem like a right fit. Continue to advocate for yourself and look for a solution that's right for you. That's just, I want people to feel empowered that there are going to be more and more answers out there. We're at the very, very beginning of a digital health revolution, a self-knowledge revolution for people when it comes to wellness. And so there's a lot of great things to come and we just need to be mindful as we're, we're doing that so that we don't get taken advantage of putting our money into something that isn't right for us. Carrie, I really appreciate you coming on because this is the exact point of the blueprint is to give people real practical information when it comes to their health, wellness, and how they're leading themselves. And if somebody's like, wow, this was amazing, which it was, and they want to learn more about you, they want to, I know you got some interesting and exciting things coming up on the horizon. Where can people find you and follow you and connect? Right now, Twitter and LinkedIn, just my name on either of those platforms is where I'm uh, kind of most active and accessible. But website, podcast, all that is going to be launching in the very near future, as well as being able to have one-on-one consults with me and all of that kind of stuff is coming. So, um, But if you connect with me on Twitter or LinkedIn, you'll be informed of when all of that stuff happens. Well, I'm excited for that. I can attest Personally, how we met was pretty awesome. And just your (laughs) generosity and the kind human being that you are, I'm really excited for your future. And if you have questions about these things, you should definitely reach out to Carrie. She's elite at what she does, and she's a wonderful resource. And I'm just proud of you and excited for what's coming down the line. Oh, thank you so much, Eric. (laughs) You got it. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, if you learned something new about the telehealth industry and how you can safeguard yourself, please share this with a friend. And if you like the show, please leave us a comment or review on whichever listening platform you are joining us from. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.